Well, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different today. I'm interviewing a friend of mine who is also a longtime member here at Edgewood. And we're going to do this in two different formats. Uh, we're going to record this as audio, which will uh, you'll be able to download on the On Mission podcast. We're also videotaping this because, well, once you hear Todd's story, uh, you're going to want to share this and have others watch as well. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us for On Mission. Uh, let's jump in. So, Todd, how long have you been at Edgewood? Uh, getting close to 36 years. Okay. <laughs> and so let's go back. We need to set the table as we get yes. into the story. So let's go way back. Talk to me about how God saved you by his grace for his glory. Uh, I had a terrible lifestyle. I hate to admit it. I'm not even proud of it. But in the end, I had a near-death motorcycle wreck. Mm. And... Uh, when I had that, I was in the hospital, not sure how I was going to come out. I remember saying the wrong prayer. I said, Lord, you get me healed somehow. I'll come back to church. That's all I said. Yeah, it's a pretty common prayer. kind of prayer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But after that, I remember, I remember finally healing up and getting back to work. And all of a sudden, I said, you ain't at church. And you told God you'd be at church. So that bothered you? It did bother okay. me. So I, I went to church. And it was a process. I won't go into a long story. But in the end, uh, this guy at work uh, listened to WDLM. He <laughs> says, you care if we listen to this on the radio? I said, no. Anyway, it was one kind of a misty, icy day. And you can't rubber glove 13,000 volts in that kind of weather. Because you work for Mid-American. We're yeah. a lineman for Mid-American, okay. yes. And uh, so we got in the truck. And here Charles Stanley is talking. And... I never heard nothing like it. It was like, <laughs> he said, you can go to church, you can give to the poor, you can give at church, you can do all these good things and die, go to hell. And I thought, what did he just say? I was, so like that I, was coming right into you, right in through your oh, ears. And you're like, what? Because I'm back in church and I'm thinking, what? I remember going home and calling WDLM, how do I get the video, the tape cassette of Charles Stanley? I had to hear it again. Anyway, in the end, uh, I, I, through his ministry on TV also back then, this was in the 80s, uh, I heard him and I, I knelt in my living room, nobody oh around, Lord. and received Christ <laughs> Todd, as my Savior. I just got goosebumps, dude. There's Hang more? <laughs> well, I, it's what I, say. I I wasn't living a great lifestyle before, but when I went started going back to church, I wouldn't say it was great either. But sure. that, well, after I received Christ... That, kneeling at home all on my own, I went to work the next day, and everybody said, what happened to you? I mean, it was just an immediate, no drinking, no cussing, didn't want to hear the stories, the <laughs> dirty stories they were telling. They're going, what happened Where the to day him? before you were. Yes. <laughs> yes, and they didn't know. So it was pretty dramatic. Wow. I don't know if that's good or bad. Sometimes people say they want to get saved, but they think, I don't think I could change that fast. And maybe they don't, you yeah. know, they all don't. Everybody has a different story. Yes, but boy, it was immediate. Yeah, and, and like for me too, it's, it's nothing you did. Like we're no. saved by his grace. That's right. And for some reason, oh. your, your change was night and day. Yes. You went from was, darkness into the light. Yes, and, yes. Okay, so when you say you were going to church, Todd, was it at Edgewood? Or no, did you, it was okay. a Lutheran church. Okay. It ended up, uh, 
uh, I went through a divorce. This was a long time ago. But we were at a, her Lutheran church she grew up in. And uh, finally, through WDLM, I heard Jay Vernon McGee. And he <laughs> said, he said, I'll never forget the day that my mama said, we're going to a church that teaches the word. And they left. And so I went home. My wife got home from work. And I said, we got to go find a new church. I mean, it was just like his story. I said, we got to go find a church. I knew I was in the wrong church, and I wasn't getting anything. You don't know how big WDLM has been an impact on my life and Moody. It's unreal, the, the impact. Because you've taken classes at Moody, too. Yeah, I ended up taking correspondence courses in the <laughs> 90s, ended up graduating with a Bible yeah. degree. And yes, yeah, so, because I needed to know the Bible. Yeah. One thing, when we left in that church and came to this church, I was so intimidated I would sit there, and people would be saying the verses before the pastor even got them out. And I'm thinking, these people know the Bible, <laughs> and I don't know it. Yeah. And that's why I ended up doing the courses. I said, I need to know the Bible. I need to know God's but Word. But it sounds like it was motivational for you. It was. Maybe a little intimidating at beginning. At the yeah. beginning, but oh, you're like, it was hey, this is a place where the environment is. Hey, we value the Word. We read the Word. We study the Word. And you're like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you served in many ways, and so kind of pick up the story there about Kimberly. Yeah, at Kimberly, or even if anything more to add with that. Um, yeah, I was on the deacon board for years. I love Pastor Brown. Yeah. I mean, he was just so wonderful. Yeah. And the other pastors, Pastor Tim, was a big inspiration to me. Yep. Always through a crisis, he would be there for me. So steady, um, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to start the story. We're going to talk about Kimberly. Okay. Okay. So my family, from that marriage, I had two kids, grew up in this church. My kids grew up in this church. But I had a daughter right out of high school. I got this girl pregnant. And uh, in the end, I'm looking back, I don't know what I thought at the time, but between my parents and her parents and her, they decided to have the baby and adopt it out. And I was so glad. And I remember she asked me the question way back then. She said, if this child ever wants to know her real parents, would you say yes or no? I said yes. She said yes, which makes a big difference. If Absolutely. you say no, they can't. Right. They close the records yeah, yep. on you. So I had a daughter from then. And uh, I... I but not a lot of people knew that. No, because okay. uh, uh, things happened sure. with my marriage where that didn't work out because I met Kimberly in 1997. Okay. And we could have had a long time together. My uh, daughter is so mad that that didn't work out, my daughter Sarah. and uh, But in the end, I had to let it go for a reason. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, after my divorce, I had a guy at this church. He was a deacon also, Gary White. And he said, well, why don't you call her now? Some people didn't know about it. Yeah. You know, but it's not like I told you weren't the whole broadcasting church it. Yeah. Because, yeah. So anyway, I said, I don't know. I guess you're right. So I ended up uh, calling her, which I knew was going to be bad because I had let it go back in 1997. When you say you knew it was going to be bad, you were concerned that she'd go, why are you calling me now? That's exactly Or she could be icy or hang up. There could all those kinds of thoughts, that, right? All that happened. When I called her, she says, what do you want? Because I had mm. let it go for so many mm. years, and I didn't want to let it go. But anyway, uh, so you kind of took your lumps, if you were on I that. Did. Yeah, I did take my lumps. Yes, and uh, 
But in the end, she she was adopted in Clinton, and she came back every summer for six weeks with her kids. And so that first summer, she said, okay, we'll meet. And she met my kids, and they took off like she was their long-lost older sister. Oh, they nice. took her in this So like, they embraced. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. So the last nine or so years, we've had good relationships. We've been on vacations with them. Yes. And and I remember since I've been here ten and a half years, I remember talking to you on the phone through some of this. You yes. were like my my daughter's out in Boston. Yes. And yes. And especially when you were wanting to talk to her about Jesus oh. and you wanted to restore and rebuild. You didn't know how quick to go, right? That was you were yep. really leaning on the Lord through all of yes. that, Todd. And, yes, yes. Well, I have a uh, ton of respect for you. Yeah. She married an Indian man, okay. Rana. And uh, so ever since we got together nine years ago or whatever, I've been trying to lead her to the Lord. And I hit roadblocks, like you said, because she's probably honoring her husband's sure. Sikh religion. Yes. You know, but yes. she was into knowledge, whatever. So anyway, it's just been a mission for so many years for my daughter, even Vicky's daughter. I've been trying to lead her to the Lord. I kind of backed off and tried to be the father, like you said. Maybe yep. the relationship would yep. be better. Yeah, you were of, trying anything. Oh, like, yeah. I got to yes. keep this relational bridge there. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, go l- Let's go back and just circle back to Vicky. So okay. God's brought this beautiful woman into your life. Yes. And she's going to be watching this. She's yes. always at your side. And <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll pick up this story again. Just talk a little bit about Vicky. Okay. Uh, so after I went through my divorce— uh, I ended up, uh, I, w- I didn't think I'd ever get married again. Yeah. Uh, so I was single for six years. Finally went through divorce care through this church twice. <laughs> I had to go through twice to get it through my head. But anyway. And now, let me just pause. He's leading <laughs> divorce care, which is how it should be, right? Yes, yes. We benefit and then we take what we've learned and we comfort others and yes, help others. Yeah. Yes, yes. So Vicki had lost her husband years ago. I knew her. We knew him all along these 30-some years, her, her and her husband, and uh, he was gone. So anyway, one day I just had coffee in the church with her and said, you know, then let's just go to lunch. And uh, and we both felt safe. She never wanted to marry again. Neither did I. Sure. But then a year later, we were married. <laughs> Something changed. <laughs> so, I love that story. <laughs> and she is the wonderful example of the perfect, not perfect, but the virtuous woman, she is, yeah, as she in is. Proverbs thirty-one, yep. very honorable, knows yep. her Bible, yes, very, very tender, like oh, you yes. toward the things yep. of God. Yep. Okay. Well, I knew you wanted to give her a shout out, so yes. I wanted. <laughs> so pick it up now again with your your story with your daughter. Okay. So um, we'll just go right into it. I, I okay. think at this point, because we've had this good relationship for nine years, and this spring. The spring, uh, she her parents passed away that adopted her in Clinton, and they had a house there, and she wanted to move out everything out of the house so she could sell it because they live in Boston. And we went that spring, two or three days. My daughter was there almost every day. You just have you to know to help. Sarah. To went help. to help yeah. her move everything out of this little house so she could sell it. And I didn't know at the time. You just don't know. That's the last time I was ever going to see her again. Mm. She started talking about her vacation to Europe and then going to spend like three weeks in India and all that this last summer. 
you know, they were, they were all excited to go. Sure. And you were excited for them. I was excited for them. And, uh, and that was the last time I ever seen her. So what happened? Uh... Okay. So I got a call from Rana while they were in India. And uh, he said, Kimberly's very sick. Something happened. And she's in the hospital on total life support. So mm. we're like, what's wrong? Mm. And uh, I remember he finally said she had blood clots. We don't know why. But she had two blood clots, and they, one went to her arm. The other one went to the stem of her brain. Mm. So she's on total life support. Mm. So we, back here, we just start praying, somehow, God, you got to heal her. I haven't, I don't think she's come to the Lord yet. And I, I'm, you know, now what do I do? Yeah. And because uh, they're halfway around the world, it's not like you can just go there. And uh, I remember my sister, Julie, you know, her from church, she got her master's in nursing. She said, ask Ron about her eyes. And I thought, why, you know? Hmm. But she said, ask him, ask him if her eyes are fixed and dilated. Because that would tell Julie something. That would tell medically. Julie. And, and I asked him one night. I was afraid to, but I talked to him on the phone. And uh, he said that's what it was. And I remember telling my sister, Julie, and she goes, uh-oh. She that's knows, a bad sign. That's not yeah. good. It's like, yes. So uh, anyway, uh, I started getting worried at that point. I remember I'd come to you. I'm like, let's back up a little bit. So a year ago at this church... I met two missionaries who actually were in India. Yeah, and just for the for the sake of where they serve, uh, we're going to not use their names, their real names. Let, let's just call them Mark and Jill. How's that? Okay, okay. So they were here at the church, Mark and Jill, and uh, I remember talking to them a year ago about, Rana, how do I reach this Indian man? Right. And he gave me a lot of good advice, <laughs> things to say. And they actually had a woman that cleaned their home in India that had a vision. And I remember uh, Mark said, hopefully he, uh, pray that he has a vision and he has a dream of Jesus somehow. So anyway. Which happens in other religions, right? Yes. Especially in yes. Muslims. You hear yes. a lot about Muslims and they wake up and they're like, whoa. Yes. yes. And they start reading the New Testament. and yep. Yeah. So in the end, when we knew she was serious, uh, I remember talking to you and I said, we got these missionaries over there. I feel like I should call them or something or do something. I need to do something. But you weren't sure either. I was How do I do this? How do I reach them? So I I got their information, which didn't have their phone number, but I ended up emailing. They sent me back the number. And uh, boy, this is going to be hard, but... So the morning I called them, I didn't know it was 6.30 in the evening there, right. time difference. And I called them, and they answered the phone. And I was talking to Mark, and I, I was explaining the story. And I said, is there any possible way somebody could go up there on my behalf and tell Kimberly her dad loves her mm. and tell her about Jesus? Mm. So while I'm talking to Mark, he said, give me Rana's number. That's the husband of Kimberly. And I did. And I'm still talking to Mark. And all of a sudden, I, uh, Mark says to me, Jill just left the house. She already <laughs> called Rana. There's three women at the hospital. They said, come up. So she went. Well, describe that trip. 
From so, what you and I know, that wasn't right around the block. No, so they live in both the hospital and the missionaries live in New Delhi. But from <laughs> south to north, it's a long ways. So she had to travel 17 stops on the metro <laughs> to get to the hospital in the north there. At night? At night, yes, right. at night. And uh, like I said, we called her at in the morning. It was 6.30 in the evening there, and we never heard back from her till. It was like 10.30 at night, four hours later from her. We were just sitting there waiting. Waiting and praying. Waiting and, and praying, And a bunch of yes. us were. Oh, And yes. you know, as I recall too, Todd, am I right that she, that Jill wasn't sure she'd be allowed to even get in? Yes, yes. Right? Right. I mean, she has some medical background. She does. But she didn't have privileges at that hospital. Or, right, 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 right. But I'm pretty sure because Rana, in the end, I'm kind of going ahead a little, Rana even though he's Sikh, and they, they both grew up Catholic. So he was going to try to honor her Catholic mm-hmm. religion yeah. by sending Jill, which she wasn't Catholic. But anyway, uh, finally she called four hours later. Me and Vicky are just sitting there, and she, I, wish, I wish I could tell you what she said. It was like an angel speaking. <laughs> she said, Jen got in there, and she said, she couldn't quit saying Jesus. Now, she's with three Indian women. Well, not really Sasha, yes. Uh, but she said, I couldn't quit talking about Jesus. And I thought, we're, me and Vicky are just sitting there stunned listening to her of what she said. She told us exactly what she said. And she said she went up to her. She said she was rubbing her hands and feet. She don't even know her. And she said, your dad loves you and started explaining Jesus and uh at one point, she said, and there was a tear. And I said, a tear from who? And she said, from Kimberly. Mm. And I'm like, there was no response from her. What do you mean? She said, there was a tear. And I cracked. I just broke down on the of phone. Of course, of course. I couldn't even talk. And Vicky's sitting there like, she's all broke up too. We're like, did she hear? Did she hear Jim? Did you hear the name Jesus? Yes. As Jill oh, said that, yeah. Yes. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we were just... So thankful that she would go there on my behalf. And didn't she kind of use those words, Todd, to Kimberly? Like, I'm here on your dad's behalf? Yes. Like, yes. like he couldn't come, so I'm here, but it's as if he's here because I'm representing him. And <laughs> it's incredible. It's I don't even know how many miles away that is. Well, it's halfway around the it's world. It's halfway so around I the world. So she's whatever she could comprehend. And we know she comprehended something because oh. she cried. She had oh. tears in her eyes. And wow, that is so beautiful oh. in, in every way that Jill would jump on the Metro. Even while you're still on the phone with Mark, she's on her way. And God bless that in oh, some incredible my. ways. Oh, my. And now she kept you posted after that, right? And yes. you were getting other information about Kimberly's health and her state. Yeah, we knew it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, you just knew it wasn't going to turn out good. But we still prayed for a miracle. We yes, didn't of course. Know. I remember calling her real mother, Marge, Yeah, and told her that story about our missionary. Yeah. And she she broke up on the phone because she's a Christian too now. We weren't back then, but they were both Christians now. And uh, she just couldn't talk. She was so. Unreal. It's so. There's so many words. It's warm. It's tender. It's amazing. It's miraculous. There, like how how do you explain that, other than God? 
that they answered when you called, right? That they weren't busy, that they weren't doing something else. Yes, yes. (laughs) I can't tell you how big God is. He's so big and so whatever. I can't tell you. Yeah. I can't tell you. It just blew me away. And I've been a Christian for a long time. It's like, why does this blow me away? But it did. It's like, and even in the end, Marge, when it was all over, said, I want the address of the missionaries. I'm sending them money. If she wanted to support them, support them, of course. And I thought, <laughs> so, and they're in Indiana. So anyway, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Todd, this is hard for you. This whole thing is oh. hard. Um, um, so your your daughter passes away. Yes. And two weeks you, later, you get that phone call. Yeah. Can't even imagine. So mm-hmm. God was preparing you in one sense, but yep. you're still holding on to hope and a miracle. Um, now, Todd, describe these next days because in India, the way mm. they do funerals and they wanted to honor their they kind of wanted to honor her Christian heritage, and but they're also Sikhs. Yes. So d- yes. describe that a little bit. Okay. Well, I remember I I think I called you and I said they sent me a link to watch this ceremony in India for Kimberly. And then you wanted it, and I'm glad you did and got on there too. Beth and I were in New Jersey. We were I was speaking at a conference out in New Jersey. Yes. And so it was like 10.30 at night, New Jersey time, yeah. as we're watching this funeral. And I'll talk some more about that, but I um, I, I want you to share more about it. Pastor Kyle was watching as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, um, I remember, we don't know what to expect. This is India, and they're doing it their way. As soon as they die, they don't embalm them. Right. They do it the next day. Right. Very quick. And, yeah. So this is this was the tough part. So we're sitting there watching and these Indian chants and everything. And and I remember, oh man. But then there was bro- no joy. There was it was no. it was somber. No. And, and funerals are. But you're yes. right. There was no hope. I guess in but, in their religion. Right. But th- then they do it so different. You're just thinking. You go to a, a funeral and you do a visitation and you see him in the casket, but they brought her body out in a sheet. You could tell it was limp. Oh. They didn't do nothing but plug her nose and mouth so fluids wouldn't come out because they hadn't done nothing with her. Yeah. I remember you texted me at that time and you said, how you doing? Well, and I just said, not good. Well, Todd, I just bobbed the, my the head. Way, I, the way the Zoom link was, oh. I was, we were watching your face. Oh, I, We were watching the processional, hmm. hearing the chants, but I could see your face. Oh. I was just weeping for you as you're watching this take place. And right, the chants, the traditions that we don't understand, Mm-mm. right? They're waving flowers and doing different things. Mm. and um, It was very hard to watch. But then Jill... <laughs> The Christ follower, <laughs> strategically placed in New Delhi, had been invited by to, Rana by Rana to come to this Sikh funeral. Yes, and so I'll set I'll set you it up it. this you way, but you take it from there <laughs> because <laughs> Beth and I are watching, and like you, we're like what trying to figure out the customs and just the sadness and strangeness of all that we're watching with the grief and pain on your face it was almost too much and then we see this like angelic i mean jill would say she's not angelic i know it 
But she had, a, as I recall, a long dress on, and she was in the back, kind of like off camera, and she came through this crowd of mourners with a smile on her face. Her face was like shining, and she read scripture and just was the light of Christ in this room full of death. Oh. It's that, that was our perspective. We went from like tremendous like sadness to all of a sudden we found ourselves smiling as we're watching Jill just share the gospel. Oh. What, what was that like for you? I remember listen, I remember you hearing you later, and I thought, I hope he describes it because you did it better than I could have. It just looked like she was flowing in like something <laughs> yes. out of heaven yeah. in this dress. Yeah. And you're going, wow, man. And uh, and I think I think what I wanted to see, now I don't know how they how we did the Zoom, but I think it was small. You couldn't see a lot of the room. Right. It was near, the lens was lens was narrow. Was narrow. But then uh, Jill is sharing the gospel and scripture, and then she starts talking in Hindi. Yes, and she I'm spoke thinking, their I language. wanted to see the crowd. I thought, I bet they looked up like she's talking our their language. Yeah. Yes, I seen a few. <laughs> I thought, oh my good lord, how do I? Oh, it. I, <laughs> the word perfect isn't the right word. No, um, it no, was an no. apt word at the right time. She obviously had the respect of everybody in that room. Yes. She couldn't stop smiling, uh. right? And she took people to God's word mm. into a room filled of, with hopelessness. She spoke hope. She spoke John 3.16. She spoke of the resurrection and the life. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It, it was just fabulous. And, um, and you're... you're Two children were also online, right? Yes. Yeah. So I was seeing their faces. They kind of went, you know, in Zoom, you see a face and then yep. it goes away because yep. somebody else comes on. Yep. Um, but you had to feel very supportive. You were with oh, Vicky. Yep. Actually, they were in the room with you, wasn't it? Uh, we were at my daughter's house because I didn't know if I could get on Zoom. Yes. <laughs> Being old. But you also were together. So yeah, there's yeah. power there. Oh, isn't yeah. There? Yep. 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 And I remember when Jen was done. I kept watching for quite a while, but I couldn't watch a long time. You just get, it gets, you just too need much. a break. Yes. Yeah. And anyway, she went over and talked to the kids. <laughs> and then I guess she, she was back there talking to Rana. I mean, she socialized with <laughs> with all the people. Uh, I'm just so glad. I, I, I don't understand why it's a protected, we got to be careful about them. But she was telling Jesus to everybody there, and they're all Indian. Yeah. I thought, how does she do that? Yeah. You know? She's earned the right. Yeah. Right? They yeah. know they know that Mark and Jill love them. Yeah. And they respect them. And you know, now they they meet every week for worship. Oh. I mean, God's God's blessing all of that. Yep. And yep. and you got to you got to have a front row seat by that. And and let me just give a word uh to Christ followers watching. It's so important to support our Go Team partners oh. because they're on the front lines. And um, I've said this many times, it's not original with me, but we only have two options. We go, we send others who go, or we disobey. And so I, I think of Mark and Jill and also the 70-some other oh. <laughs> Go Team partners that we have the joy of supporting. Oh. And so why wouldn't we? So listener, if you're not supporting 
a missionary. Sure, let's say you're giving to Edgewa to keep that up, because part of what you give goes to missions. But there's nothing like developing a relationship with a missionary oh, where you're praying man. for them and giving to them. Um, Todd, anything you want to add there? If not, we'll go on to your recent trip out to Boston. Boston. Anything you um, want to pick just, up from that? This is something I want to say, being yeah. in this church so many years, and all the missionaries, and I never felt so close to a missionary <laughs> than when I needed them, and they did not let me down. They did not let me down. Now I appreciate all our missionaries more just because of <laughs> yeah. them. You yeah. know, it's like, oh. Yeah. So not this weekend, but the following weekend, we have some more missionaries come. And my guess is you're going to be one of the first people over at the table <laughs> just to <laughs> just to meet them, right? I do. I do. Because your respect for them is I has always been high. But two it, missionaries now in this church, right? I try to. They, uh, the church is kind of saying you need to support at least one missionary. Well, it's two now. There you go. So. That's our challenge, church. If you're at one, it's time to double it. Hear it from Todd. (laughs) All right. Now, you had an opportunity most recently to go back to Boston. What was that like, Todd? Okay. Rana set up to have a memorial service in Boston, in the United States, for people back here. And uh, we, uh, I went, it was my son's family, my daughter's family. They had two big vehicles. We rode with some, all went out in two vehicles, and uh, that part was good. But uh, I remember walking in that night to the memorial, and uh, my daughter told me they invited 350 people, and I'm going, whoa. And then, but it was like 175. But when I got in there, it had to be 70% Indian <laughs> and not American. You're in Boston. You're thinking, well, you know, it's going to be that kind of crowd. And I know that Rana said after he spoke at the beginning, I was next. And I'm just, I remember that Saturday morning. I'm just sitting there on this Airbnb we got for the weekend. And I'm just going through everything in my head. And I think I know what I'm going to say. Got up there. Didn't say anything I was thinking about. It went totally different. <laughs> but it's what God wanted you to say. It is what God wanted me to say. Actually, Vicki told me that. She said, you said exactly what you needed to say. Because so, you talked about Jesus. I, I, I'll just tell you real briefly. Yeah. So I, I ended up, I was, I was, before I got up, I thought, I'm going to say this and this. And I, I wasn't going to back off. I was, I was going to be proud of my Lord and Savior, not leave him out of anything. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I wanted to promote life. And so I remember I got up and I told everybody in the room, this is her college friends, Rana's mm. Indian friends, all mm. these people, 175. And I said, you know what? We chose life back then. And that's why you have Kimberly. Kimberly wouldn't be here. And look at all you people out there. And I pointed to him and I said, Look at the relationships you've had with her for 51 years. The evidence was in the room. Yeah. <laughs> she has tons of friends, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I started with that when I spoke. But then I did give my testimony. <laughs> I said, because, and I remember talking to Jill before I went, and she said, well, don't say God or Lord. Say Jesus, because a lot of people use God and yeah, whatever. Yeah, kind of vague. Yeah. yeah. So I remember getting up there, and I thought, And I told him, I said, I remember the day I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and got saved. I was telling this to the crowd. And I said, I'm glad I did, or I might never wanted to meet her. 
Right, because Jesus know, gave you a new heart, right? I know and it. I was so hard and, and yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. And I said, if Jesus wanted to save me, <laughs> I might never wanted to meet her, but now I did, you know. So I told that story. I, I wanted to give them some background. Uh, but then I went on to tell them exactly that I, in the, we helped her move out and everything that happened over there. And uh, we already kind of talked about it. And uh, in... I remember after I got up, and I'm walking to get something to eat finally. I was not even hungry. I finally got up to get something to eat. And I'm standing at the end. I'm just going through the line, and this Indian man comes up to me. And I'm like, I don't know what they're going to say. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what he's going to say in, in response to what you shared. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. And he said to me, he said, I just wanted to tell you I'm a follower of Jesus. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just sitting there like. What? <laughs> I'm just, unfortunately, we feel like Kimberly was my daughter. We need to reach her for Christ, but we don't realize she had friends out in Boston. In Who knew United Jesus? Oh. Yeah. So I talked to him for a little bit and I went back and ate. And when, just before we left, this woman comes up to me, Indian woman, and uh, she's her daughter and Sasha my granddaughter from Kimberly, go to school together. They're like best friends. And uh, she comes up to me. She says, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I'm thinking, I'm just thinking, God, here I think I'm the only one, and we think we're the only one trying to influence somebody for Christ. Here her daughter's best friend is... God's got his remnant everywhere. <laughs> right? I was just shocked to meet that two would... It was only two of the... Two well, that came up. Two that there came up. There might have yes. been others who yes. were Christ followers, yes. and there might be others who are never going to forget what the father of Kimberly said yeah. about. Yeah. Actually, you shared about life and about eternal life, and yes. that took boldness. It took courage because in that environment, it would have been easier to to just kind of kind of lay it low a little bit. Yeah. Right. But I you were specific. No, I know. I know you wouldn't, Todd. But the Lord helped you with that oh, as well. And I cannot do it on my own. No way. Wow. So um, <clears throat> if you need some time to think about this question, because it just kind of hit me, but um, do, you, do you have any lessons kind of rolling around in your head as you kind of look back over these last months? Um, what, what are some things that you've come away from this with, Todd? I bet if... if the old crowd that I hung around with before I got saved would see this, they would be shocked. Okay. Because, well, let's hope they see it. <laughs> because because of, I was so cold-hearted, and now I, I can cry on a moment's notice because God has put my heart back. And, uh, <laughs> He's giving you a new heart. But this whole situation has brought me even closer to him. It's like, sometimes you feel, like I said, like you're trying to, do what you're supposed to be doing and, and and you don't have help but there's help out there oh yeah. it's just a lesson that never 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 underestimate god he can be big and do many things mm -hmm. yeah well yeah. take it from there todd speak to the person watching or listening who has gone through some pain and some disappointment and maybe like you like me uh maybe they're just kind of trapped in whether that's addictions or a cycle of sin and they don't know how to get out of it 
what what would you say to them? You know, <clears throat> I remember when I got saved. Don't be afraid to let Jesus into your life. <laughs> don't be afraid yes. because uh, I. It's like you think. I I just talk to people at work when I still work and. And they're like, well, I'm not going to do that now because I, I want to have fun and do yeah, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. a Christian do don't, doesn't have fun. We have more you know? fun. Oh, I've laughed There's so There's no guilt hard. with it. We got Rocky Jones. <laughs> <laughs> got a shout out, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Christian life has just been, uh, it's been a growing process. But this, this has just brought out. Maybe how big God is. I know he's bigger than anything, but it, it just brought it out more. Yep. He weaves his way and his will all for his purposes. Oh, boy. Oh boy. I, I think another a lesson that hits me is this time of the year, what is this, January 3rd, where mm-hmm. we've been accustomed to hearing that phrase, Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're going through grief, uh, so I, I would say life has happiness and also has hard things. Oh, Right, You're, yep. you, we go through things that give us joy, and other times it's we're wading through junk in our life, and so there's always a mixture. Um, but with Christ, you have someone who will never leave you no. or forsake you. You have an anchor for your soul, and so uh, here's a challenge: if you don't know Christ yet, what are you waiting for? Mm. Uh, take care of that now. Life's a vapor. Uh, you know that, right? I, do I know mean, that. life is here and then it's gone. You can be feeling well and and face eternity tomorrow or even tonight. If you're a believer and you've been on the fence, uh, it's time to get off. Satan owns the fence, so <laughs> get off and yeah. and serve Christ with everything you have this year. Uh, ask Him to revive you again, all for His glory. Uh, so thank you for listening today. Uh, as we wrap up here today, I think a helicopter just went over the top. But that's good. We're keeping it real, right, Todd? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those linemen. Don't some of those linemen use Work helicopters? Yeah. Man, yeah. that would be hard. Uh, so thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening by audio or watching the video. Uh, if you could share this episode, uh, that would mean a lot to Todd because this can become a tool uh, for you to share this with someone else who's going through grief or loss or pain. Um, and this is a way for all of us to get to know Todd and Vicki and your whole family better. Uh, Todd, thank you so much yeah. for living on mission for the glory of God and for doing a hard thing here today. You've done a lot of hard things and often the right thing is the hard thing, right? Mm, yes, and, yes. And you are willing to do this, yep. and I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you for joining us for On Mission. If you're uh, listening to the audio podcast, go ahead and give us a review. Uh, give us a rating. Uh, we don't need that for ourselves. I, I don't even check that, but I'm told that that puts the, uh, the search results higher. So if someone just out there is searching for a podcast, they may come across this one uh, because you gave it a rating. Uh, thank you uh, for tuning in. Keep growing uh, deep with God, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.